Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Guys, just looking over the Twitter Twitter sphere. Uh, we mentioned yesterday that Brett Hume, senior political analyst of Fox News, had tweeted out and said that there are a lot of Republicans that are secretly hoping the January 6th hearings do the job the Democrats are hoping the hearings do, which is make Trump a no-go for future office. He's saying that a lot of Republicans secretly are. I'd like to know, is, uh, is, is Kevin McCarthy hoping this puts a nail in the coffin of Trump as a, as a going enterprise? I would say yes, 100%. I would guess yes, 100% also. Trump's presence on the scene makes his job enormously more complicated. I mean, it's like if you ask Nancy Pelosi, would you just assume the squad shut the hell up? Oh, yeah. that's that's Especially if you've read This Will Not Pass, Shall Not Pass, whatever that book is that I'm reading. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She, she has no use for those people. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, uh, we can talk more about that. A brilliant editorial from Ilya Shapiro about getting forced out of Georgetown that I think will open your eyes. A lot of good stuff to squeeze in before the end of the week. But first, let's take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. Three, two, one, My sympathies to your the family of your, your CFO who uh, un- dropped dead very unexpectedly. Are you f***ing high, bro? I said, are you out of your effing mind? 
Holy cannoli. This is crazy. There's a growing number of high-ranking Democratic officials who do not want President Biden to run for re-election. You know, should he run again? I think that I, you know, I think it's it's we'll take a look at it. <laughs> Clearly, today's 75 basis point increase is an unusually large one. The $4, 20 and a half ounce box of Cocoa Pebbles is now reduced to 19 and a half ounces. This as can't well as be real. Well, don't smoke crack. The man I most admire in the world, that God to me, mm-hmm. thinks I'm a God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One thing Bernie and I agree is that Putin sucks. I'm not in favor of the vulgarity, but okay. the intent is correct. Right. President Zelensky says the battle for the Donbass region will surely go down in military history as one of the most brutal battles in and for Europe. And let me tell you, our poll in Arizona was beautiful, and it was doing just what we wanted it to do, and it was cooking up just right. Was there anyone in that conversation who, in your observation, had had, had too much to drink? Uh, like Mayor Giuliani. We called them kind of my team and Rudy's team. I, I didn't mind being characterized as being part of Team Normal. My opinion then and my opinion now is that uh, the election was not stolen by fraud. But I only want to hear two words coming out of your mouth for now on. Orderly transition. Obviously, expensive digital images of monkeys are going to improve the world immensely. <laughs> uh, my coworkers keep saying I need to make like a tech TikTok. Because if you look at my TikTok, you'd never guess I have a job. <laughs> Take out the trash and put on the toilet seat, and yes, there. Yeah, let me see if I have anything new for you on that. Um... The Golden State Warriors, once again, are NBA champions. The base team is the best team again. We had a number of quotes in there in the clips of the week from the whole January 6th thing. And it reminds me, as I'm looking up at the TV, that it's the 50th anniversary of something with Watergate. I don't know, the break-in or whatever, because it was in 72. It all got going. Anyway, um, you know, in that whole thing, the, the system held because there were enough people that did the right thing that we weren't really close to losing it all, as is often portrayed. And the same thing with with Trump. There were a bunch of people from the Attorney General on through his own freaking lawyer who said, what are you kidding? Are you crazy? We're not doing this. So, you know, as long as you have enough people in the positions that are true patriots and believers in the constitutional process, whether it's benefiting their party or not at the time, you'll be okay. You get enough people in there, I guess, who don't feel that way. You got a problem, but for for whatever reason, at currently so for the two pretty major crises in the last fifty years, our system produces as flawed as it is and as cynical as I am, and you can't you hardly even get more cynical than I am about a government and people in it. Uh, we still produce enough people that when it comes right down to it, they don't want to blow the whole thing up that we've held through a couple of big ones. Yeah, yeah, I would agree completely. We discussed this at fair length in hour one of the show. Uh, if you want to grab that via podcast later on or whatever, Armstrong and Getty on demand, it went pretty well. You said we got a heck of a lot of reaction on the text line, huh? Yeah, a lot of people happy to hear us saying what we're saying. Um, man, that 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 pleases me. I don't need that to like do my job or survive as a human, but uh, it's nice. 
Yeah, it doesn't hurt. You know, it's it's an interesting phenomenon that we've both been aware of for a very long time. Although the changing technology of communicating with us or communicating with anybody, uh, it just keeps on changing and changing. And and so you have to kind of stay on top of the game of interpreting it if you're doing what we're doing for a living. I mean, if if, if I make some sort of claim about, I don't know, let's pick something innocuous. Uh, I don't know, maybe the vaccinations or masks or something like that. And we get, you know, a dozen emails saying, um, you know, there'll be the inevitable, you stupid effing idiot, why don't you do some research? But then there'll be some emails <laughs> saying, hey, I think you missed the point, or did you see this right. study Stanford yeah. did, blah, blah, blah. And we'll think, oh, wow, yeah, gosh, let's get that on the air, let's correct that or whatever. And it's appreciated, and it's great. But you also get a lot of uh, that outer couple of percent that produce the vast majority of communication in certain media, like Twitter, social media, um, sometimes emails, sometimes texts, um, although it, it, it ebbs and flows in our, our world. But um, you just have to be careful about not giving a very small, very loud minority yep. much more uh, heft than they deserve. It's hard to avoid. I mean, we have a president who does it. We've had many presidential candidates, senators, all kinds of people that give Twitter an outsized influence. It's it's difficult to do. Yeah, I'm looking at it's, a it's new. It's difficult uh, to let your brain, you know, hear comments and and then and then um, uh, find a way to put them in proper per- perspective for whatever reason. Yeah. Right, right. Until you just achieve a complete bitter cynicism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 the sweet spot right there, where your heart is just so clogged with oh, yeah. hatred, yeah. it can't let anything in. Oh, you're, you're yeah. such a nihilist that nothing right. can can penetrate. Nothing but venom and murder in your soul that makes it much easier to go through the. Email, it's like that. Instance. It's like that black hole we saw the picture of a couple of weeks ago. That's what your mm. heart is like. Very much like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, yeah. So just a, one quick thought, and then I really want to get to that Ilya Shapiro thing. Uh, they examined, Pew Research examined nearly 1 million tweets. 33% uh, are estimated to include some form of political content. So about a third of all tweets are somehow political. Um, and they found out that like two-thirds of Americans post uh, something about politics. Two-thirds. But the vast majority of that two-thirds only tweets uh, politics like once every four months. The total of three per year. And it is this little cadre of the per, the permanently active, angry, adamant, describe them however you want, that produce most of the content, the vast majority of the content. That's interesting. That is worth being reminded of on a regular basis. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so uh, this is a little out of date, but I think it's so important it's worth sharing with you. Georgetown forced Ilya Shapiro out for an unfortunate tweet, tweet he made. And he was a the, law professor? Yeah, mm-hmm. And uh, we can give you that story, but the dean of the university explained how much they value free speech. Well, we are going to hold a trial for that dean, and he will be convicted uh, in absentia of being a lying, hypocritical, mushed-mouthed jackass. Uh, So if you enjoy a good kangaroo court or a monkey court, if you prefer, stay with us. (laughs) Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. 
Will the gentleman okay. yield? No, I will not yield to this monkey court or whatever this thing this is. This is not a monkey court. This is not a monkey court here at the Armstrong and Getty Show. <laughs> I will not yield to this monkey court. This is not a monkey court. Will the gentleman okay. yield? No, I will not yield to this monkey court or whatever this thing this is. This is not a monkey court. <laughs> I don't oh, know why boy. we like this clip. So We've been playing that for, what, 15 years? We love that clip. Yeah, something like that. Uh, so uh, I need to get into this to make sure we have enough time. But uh, Ilya Shapiro, who was an incoming, uh, he was going to run the Constitutional Center at Georgetown Law. And he tweeted something about Biden saying in advance, I'm going to pick a black woman um, as opposed to I'm going to pick the best human being for the job. And uh, Shapiro put out a tweet that was poorly worded. And he immediately apologized. He said, you know, that was dumb the way I worded that. And I apologize. So anyway. But it caused a great consternation there at Georgetown's campus. And uh, the university dean, after months, uh, this guy, Trainer, Trainer, um, puts out a statement. Uh, in considering how to address the impact of Mr. Shapiro's tweets, well, first of all, he says the tweets have been, it was only one, but they have been harmful to many in the Georgetown law community and beyond. Yeah, really? How harmful? How, what, how, how much of a little daisy pedal are you? But anyway, a in daisy, considering a daisy pedal. How to, uh, in considering how to address the impact of Mr. Shapiro's tweets, I was guided by two overarching principles. The first is the law center's dedication to speech and expression. Georgetown University's speech and expression policy provides that, quote, the university is committed to free and open inquiry, deliberation and debate in all matters, and the untrammeled verbal and nonverbal expression of ideas. Well, that sounds fantastic. The second and equally important principle was our dedication to building a culture of equity and inclusion. Boy, we could stop right there if you wanted. So, equal to the idea of the free exchange of ideas at a university is building a culture of equity and inclusion, which is really, in a lot of forms, antithetical to free speech. As the speech and expression policy notes, quote, the freedom to debate and discuss the merits of competing ideas does not mean that individuals may say whatever they wish whenever they wish. Speech that violates the university's policy statement on harassment is prohibited, etc., etc. So... If you have any ability with language whatsoever, you realize that that dean has just stated a couple of things that are kind of buttonheads already. But he says, all right, free expression. We're down with free expression. Here's, well, Ilya Shapiro. Yeah, it sounds sounds like you're saying I am all for free speech that I agree with. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, Ilya Shapiro does a pretty good job in his opening paragraph explaining uh, where we are and how we got there. After a four-month investigation into a tweet, which is true. (laughs) That is hilarious. What a great opening (laughs) phrase. No kidding. Doesn't that take like a half an hour? You look at it. I mean, the maximum. That's if you go get coffee. You take a look at it and you decide, ah, did he mean it or not? Is that a problem? Yes or no? I mean, that's the whole, no matter how you come out on it, that shouldn't take right. four months. Or call him up. Hey, Ilya, that stuff you tweeted, it seemed kind of rude. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That was so dumb. I'm so sorry. Blah, blah, blah. Right. It could take maybe a day and a half if it takes a day to, to reach him. Anyway. Or we don't tolerate that here and you're fired. But either way, why would it take four months? <laughs> that's hilarious. So. 
After a four-month investigation into a tweet, the Georgetown University Law Center reinstated me last Thursday. But after full consideration of the report I received later that afternoon from the Office of Institutional Diversity, Equity, and Affirmative Action, or IDEAA, and on consultation with counsel and trusted advisors, I concluded that remaining in my job was untenable. Dean William Trainer cleared me on the technicality that I wasn't an employee when I tweeted. But the IDEAA implicitly repealed Georgetown's speech and expression policy and set me up for discipline the next time I transgress progressive orthodoxy. Instead of participating in that slow motion firing, I'm resigning. That's another great sentence. That they really repeal the speech and expression policy because the DEIA people decide what's acceptable and what's not. IDEAA, I'm just going to call it the I thing from here on out. Okay, that's fine. Speciously found that my tweet criticizing President Biden for limiting his Supreme Court pool by race and sex required, quote, appropriate corrective measures to address my, quote, objectively offensive comments and to prevent the recurrence of offensive conduct based on race, gender, and sex. Mr. Trainer reiterated these concerns in his statement, further noting the harmful nature of my tweets. But the eye monster makes clear there is nothing objective about its standard. This is a quote. The university's anti-harassment policy does not require that a respondent intended to denigrate. Instead, the policy requires consideration of the purpose or effect of a respondent's conduct. Close quote. That people were offended or claimed to have been is enough for me to have broken the rules. Which is how this stuff works. The eye monster asserts that, quote, if I were to make another similar or more serious remark as a Georgetown employee, a hostile environment based on race, sex, gender uh, likely would be created. Quote, all sorts of comments that someone could find offensive would subject me to disciplinary action. Considering the following hypotheticals, I laud a Supreme Court decision that overrules Roe v. Wade and protects the right to carry arms. An activist claims that my comments, quote, deny women's humanity or make her feel unsafe or directly threatened with physical violence. Another uh, 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 hypothetical. After I meet with students concerned about my ability to treat everyone fairly, as Mr. Trainer asked me to do, one attendee files a complaint calling me disingenuous and, quote, the embodiment of white supremacy. There you go. Another one. When the Supreme Court hears the Harvard University of North Carolina affirmative action cases this fall, I opine that the Constitution bans racial preferences. Hundreds of Georgetown stakeholders sign a letter asserting that my comments, quote, are antithetical to the work that we do here every day to build inclusion, belonging, and respect for diversity. Borrowing the language from Mr. Trainer's statements. Again, he'd be hauled in front of the board and fired. Not surprisingly, he's pretty good at writing this stuff. Yeah, no kidding. Or in a class I'm teaching, a student feels uncomfortable with his assigned position in a mock oral argument in 303 Creative versus Alenis, a case that considers whether a designer can be compelled to create a website for a same-sex wedding. He's talking about you assign one side to one person, the other side to the other person. They do their best job preparing the arguments, and then you criticize them in class. Well, if that person... well. Quote, to argue that someone can deny service to members of the LGBTQ, etc. community is to treat our brothers and sisters as second-class citizens, and I will not participate in Shapiro's denigrating charade, he writes on the student listserv. I could go on, but you get the idea. It is the Georgetown administrators who have created a hostile work environment for me. That's pretty good. And suspended and repealed their own free speech code. They are either too dumb to recognize that, which is unlikely, They're giant flaming hypocrites, or they're just terrified.
Mm, they're terrified of their own students. That's a good one. Uh, if you miss an hour, grab the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a, a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Strong. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Thousands of cattle appear to suddenly and rather mysteriously drop dead in Kansas, and now the triple-digit heat is being blamed. The Kansas Department of Health said as of Tuesday it knew of at least 2,000 cattle reported dead after the high heat and humidity. Temps reached 108 degrees mm. in northwest Kansas on Monday, and the National Weather Service says the sweltering heat could extend into next week. A fully grown cattle is worth about $2,000 a head to farmers, so it's a major loss when thousands die. Oof. Must be different humidity or something. I worked in the feedlots of western Kansas where that happened uh, for years, and it was that hot on a fairly regular basis, and I don't remember cattle dying by the dozens or hundreds or thousands ever. Um, so I don't know what's going on there. But, uh, yeah, that'll drive up the price of meat, too, right? Oh, oh goody. It's already Great, high. Super. Yeah. Roadkill, folks. It's the new steak. Turn to roadkill. So, hey, just real quickly, that Ilya Shapiro piece I was uh, reading to you, I, I ran out of time because the next thing he talks about that I, I just got to squeeze in is um, he talks about other cases recently where professors, staffers, whatever, tweeted horrific things toward conservatives. And the university said, oh, that's fine. That's fine. 
2018, Professor Carol Christine Fair of the School of Foreign Service tweeted during Justice Brett Kavanaugh's confirmation process, quote, look at this chorus of entitled white men justifying a serial rapist's arrogated entitlement. All of them deserve miserable deaths while feminists laughs, laugh as they take their last gasps. Bonus, we castrate their corpses and feed them to swine. Yes. No Georgetown way. held that no. to be protected speech. No way. No way. Right. Wished death upon people who voted to confirm Kavanaugh as feminists would laugh and then they should be their dead bodies should be castrated. Yes. That's some strong speech. I don't want somebody fired for that, but wow. In 2020, Professor Heidi Feldman of the Law Center tweeted that, quote, law professors and law school deans should not support applications for a students to clerk for. Any judges appointed by President Trump, quote, to work for such a judge indelibly marks a lawyer as lacking in the character and judgment necessary for the practice of law. These comments could threaten the careers of all conservative and libertarian students or anyone who clerks for duly confirmed but disfavored judges. But Georgetown took no action, no action over that statement. April of this year, months after my tweet, he writes, Ms. Feldman tweeted, that's the castrating corpses lady. No, I'm sorry. That's the uh, law clerk lady. We have only one political party in this country, the Democrats. The other group is a combination of a cult and an insurrection supporting crime syndicate. The only ethically and politically responsible stance to take toward the Republican Party, quote, is to consistently point out that it is no longer a legitimate participant in U.S. constitutional democracy. Unlike me, writes Shapiro, Ms. Feldman teaches first-year law students in mandatory courses. This pattern of remarks created a hostile educational environment for Republican students, a protected class under District of Columbia anti-discrimination law. The tweets were quietly deleted without apology or any disciplinary action. Well, right. If you're a right-leaning law student, you would know, I can't speak my mind in this class. I can't. Because she hates me. Right. Yeah. Publicly. And one final one. Last month, law professor Josh Chaffetz tweeted, and we mentioned this on the air, the protest at the Supreme Court, not at the justices' houses uh, line, would be more persuasive if the court hadn't this week erected fencing to prevent protesters from coming anywhere near it. He added, when the mob is right, some, but not all, more aggressive tactics are justified. Later, he invited folks to snitch tag at Georgetown Lawn, taunted that school's not going to fire me over a tweet you don't like. Mr. Chaffetz was surely right about that last point. Apparently, it's free speech for thee, not for me. Wow, he actually was mocking the fact that he could tweet anything he wanted. Mm-hmm. Not yeah, trouble. because he's on the right ideological side. Georgetown is utterly rotten. Yeah, I remember talking about that tweet a while back. I just I can't figure out how you could be a law professor... And say, well, when the mob is right, they can do their mobby things. What? You, you see the flaw in that? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I brought you that piece uh, here's earlier. Something, here's, I... here's something that's going to surprise you, because I'm not as educated as you. Mobs always think they're right. Yeah. Wow. Well said. Well said. Uh, you know, I brought you that piece from uh, Barry Weiss's Substack, written by another guy who pointed out that in the major law schools of this country, the idea of the neutrality of the law and everybody deserves a defense and the rest of it, that's been swept away. Instead, undergrads cling to their ideas about justice and injustice, and and um, and the idea is to right the wrongs of history. That's why I'm going to law school, not to represent people according to the law. 
Uh, we need to revisit the clip of the day, which might end up on the at least the top 10 uh, finals at the end of the year for clips of the year. This is Joe Biden trying to be like consoling because of someone passing away. By the way, my sympathies to your the family of your F, uh, uh, your, your CFO who uh, dropped dead very unexpectedly. My best to their family. It's tough stuff. So somebody tells him probably, you know, as he's walking in the building, hey, the CFO just died, so a lot of the family is here. Okay, and then super, you know, Joe Biden, one of his brands is he's Mr. Empathy, you know, all the tragedies he's had in his family. So he gets up there and says, sorry to hear about your 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 loved one dropping dead. <laughs> well, first, he, you know, he struggles through his inevitable hot about a Kef care moment, and then, you know, sorry to hear they have dropped dead. <laughs> Sorry, sorry to hear your your husband's now wearing the pine overcoat. Sorry to hear that. It's a, it's a tragedy. Apparently, you have more of these at your fingertips. Yes, Go I've, on. I've been looking these up. You see, sorry to hear he's worm food. That's a that's a that's a tough situation. Sorry to hear your loved one. I just heard your loved one went to shake hands with Elvis. <laughs> oh my god! What? That is so funny, especially since Joe Biden, that is his thing. You know, the tragedy, the car wreck when he was the senator and his wife and kids nah, and Bo and all that. And he goes with dropped dead. <laughs> oh, unexpectedly, as opposed to isn't uh, Uncle Jimmy supposed to drop dead this afternoon? That's yeah. right. Oh, it's Friday when Uncle Jimmy's supposed to drop dead. That's right. I have that on my calendar. Um, I warned Elon Musk, but he didn't listen to me as the world's richest man. The, 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 you start to dabble in politics and people, you're going to get pegged as one side and then the knives come out. I got a great example of that for you next. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but like I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. 
Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Man, my reading vision has just gone off a cliff lately. Uh, I probably ought to get to an eye doctor. I've gone from wearing like the 1.25s that you grab at the CVS or whatever to mm-hmm. the 1.5s to the 1.75s, all like just in the last month. I, get the, mm, I think I'm going to have a be tapping around with a stick and a dog here soon, so I probably should get my reading in while I can. Well, and or go to the eye doctor, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Who's got the time? Um, MSNBC, here's their headline. Elon Musk thinks he's a king. These leaked emails show he's a despot. I thought, okay, I'll bite. I'll click on this. And uh, this gets to my, I've been saying for a while, that Elon is wading into declaring he's for one side or the other, and you know how that works in modern America. And he tweeted out uh, yesterday that he voted for a Republican for the first time in his life, and he said some nice things about Ron DeSantis the other day. So he's getting pegged as a Republican, which means that's really going to affect Tesla. And uh, a bunch of employees for SpaceX came out with an open letter complaining about his politics. And I think he just fired them all. Anyway, I think that factors into this. It's time to face. (laughs) It's time to face facts. Elon Musk is a terrible boss, says MSNBC. The arrogant king like evolution of Elon Musk, the boss. Let's hear their examples of his despot behavior on Friday morning. We learned that Elon Musk has plans to lay off 10% of his Tesla workforce because, as he put it in an email reviewed by Reuters, he has a super bad feeling about the economy. Musk, like another infamous billionaire we had to endure in the White House until he was soundly defeated in 2020, made it all about himself. Wait a second. Wait a minute. What's what's the the making it all about yourself by laying off 10% of your workforce because you think the economy has gone south because it has? What's the evil despot part of this? Boy, this has started in ridiculous fashion. Yeah, not a good start. The fo- this follows reports Tuesday of a different leaked internal email written by Musk stipulating that if any of the nearly 100,000 employees of his Tesla electric car company are still working remotely, they must return to the office full time or he will, quote, assume you have resigned. Yeah, the boss of the company said you got to work at the office if you don't. We'll assume you quit. Where, where's the evil despot part of this? It's Still not, waiting for it. <laughs> it's not. It's not that a CEO can't require people to return to the office after over two years of COVID-related remote right. work. Mm-hmm. But the arrogant king-like tone of his email, along with his response on Twitter defending the new policy, reminds us of un- how unbearable Musk has become. Uh, just a, a quick uh, question for you, Jack. How many kings do you think this journalist has interacted with <laughs> so that he or I'm guessing maybe she uh, is intimately uh, you know, aware of king-like tone when they hear it? So the second half of his tweet the other day where he said Tesla workers need to return to the office... Uh, he said they should if you if you do not want to return to the return to the office, you should pretend to work somewhere else, which is yes. a pretty funny thing to say. It really uh, is. Uh, quote, everyone at Tesla is required to spend a minimum of 40 hours in the office per week. If you don't show up, we will assume you have resigned. 
Well, no, no, I, I left out a line, and I should put it in, because this is MSNBC. So here's the tweet. Everyone at Tesla is required to spend a minimum of 40 hours in the office, the email read. Then came the hammer. If you don't show up, we, re- we will assume you have resigned. That's the hammer? I'm asking you to show up to work, and if you don't, I'm going to assume you quit. That's the hammer? How do you want a boss to handle this situation? <laughs> he acts like he's some sort of king. He's a despot. <laughs> From there, Musk, like another infamous billionaire, we had to endure the White House until he was soundly defeated in 2020. Uh, the, the, I don't know why this article repeats itself. Uh, made it all about himself. The more senior you are, the more visible must be your presence, the email reads. That is why I lived in the factory so much, so that those in the line could see me working alongside them. Musk suggested that if he hadn't done so, Tesla would long ago have gone bankrupt. That's making it all about yourself. Declaring that I think my presence in the factory made people work harder and understanding how, understand how dedicated I am to the product, and I want the other senior managers to do that. This is craziness! Yeah. This is what are your expectations for the work boss employee relationship? Well, what Elon was doing is often called leadership, uh, which a lot of the woke snowflake left, they want to eliminate all hierarchies. They don't think anybody should be able to tell them what to do. There should be no difference between me and the CEO. And let me go back to the headline of this, which brought it's time to face facts. Elon Musk is a terrible boss. The arrogant king-like evolution of Elon Musk, the boss. And what I'm telling you is there's going to be a lot more of this now that he is kind of chosen a side in the politics. He hasn't really. You have to... You remember he started he has the best electric car company in the world because he thinks climate change is real and all that sort of stuff. You realize that right. it doesn't sound like much of a Republican to me, but wow. I mean that is just a made up story from one of your leading cable news channels. Elon Musk thinks he's a king. These leaked emails show he's a despot. Okay, you presented zero evidence of either of those things. We live in such a weird world. Yeah, I know. I know. Everybody is just trying to whip up their ideological brethren, I guess. I don't. And in the pace of change, folks, radical change to our universities, radical change to our law schools, radical change to our media. Eh, well, we'll see how this comes out on the other end. Well, in their lead, which you, you generally lead with your best and they probably thought they were, the fact that he's going to lay off 10% of the Tesla workforce because he has a bad feeling about the economy. You know where he got the bad feeling? The bear market. the Only the eighth bear market since the Great Depression. The drop of 20% or more in all the indexes on the stock market. That's, that's where he got this bad feeling about the economy. Yeah, no kidding. And layoffs during extremely difficult economic times. That's just king-like. I can't believe it. What sort of market did you keep referring to there? What was the name of that? The bear market? Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) That is better than I could have imagined what you guys put together for our new bear market clip. (laughs) I'm sorry, you said a bear market? Bear market! Is that an actual, where'd you get the bear sound effect? Is that just you or Hanson going rah, rah, or is that? I believe that was an actual sound, yeah. I had to yeah, get bear really close effect. to the bear. Oh, you, okay, you got Nat sound. You walk, you you found a bear in the woods. It was pooping, as they always are, and uh, you recorded its sounds. Yeah. He went to Yellowstone, fought his way through the floodwaters, and then got very close to a bear to take a selfie, like all good tourists should. They encourage that at national parks, folks. So, uh, yeah, that's beautiful. Good work. 
How much time I got, Michael? Okay, then I'll I'll make my final stupid point. Um, I was listening to a lot of, because I was into the Warriors and the NBA Finals and stuff like that, and of course there is the inevitable, are they the greatest team of all time? Is this player the greatest, you know, where do they rank, blah, 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 that conversation. Is there a sport, maybe the NFL, you'd know more about this than me because I haven't watched the NFL at all in the last five years or ten years. NBA is so different now than it was just even in the 90s. It's a completely different game. You can't compare teams not only like from the 60s, you can't compare teams from the 90s to the Warriors because it's completely different rules. Yeah, I mean, the NFL has continued to involve the offenses are wide open. They throw the ball like crazy, but it's it's an evolution. I don't know. It's a tough comparison to make, but I see your point. Yeah, that's yeah. I don't know if the if the the, the way they call the games has changed in the NFL the way it has in the NBA. Um, every player from the Bulls team would foul out in the first five minutes of the game, the way the way games work now. Or if you oh, yeah. did it in the reverse, the Warriors would get the hell beat out of them and leave the court thinking, "What is this? A boxing match?" Right. Right. True. Check your clock. It's time to stop. Jack and Joe, they've got to go. And if they don't get canned, they'll be back tomorrow or Monday. <laughs> Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew. There he is, our technical director, pressing the buttons. Michael, lead us off. Yeah, I'm very unhappy this year. Every summer, I look forward to eating cherries, and I buy, buy them all summer. But they're about $6 a pound in all the stores that I go to this year. Inflation has hit fruit big time. Oh, yeah. My kids like fruit, and it's and I like buying it for them because it's healthy. It's crazy. You buy some grapes or strawberries? Yeah. Holy cow. Wow. Wow. Nuttiness. Young Alex is our behind-the-scenes producer. Alex, a final thought? Two quick ones. One, I called it Warriors in Game 6. I reiterate what I said last Friday. I know more about sports than you, and I know it. Two, have a really cool concert I'm going to go see tonight. I'm seeing Primus. Wes Claypool's a great musician. I can't wait to see him. But they're covering Rush's A Tribute to Kings album, so I cannot wait. A farewell to Kings. Yes. Excuse me. Yes, yes. indeed. Going down, down to South Park. Going to have myself a time. Uh, Primus. <laughs> Uh, Jack, uh, enjoy that show. Les Claypool is amazing. Jack, any final thought? Yeah, the whole fruit being expensive and you said nutty, nuts are the same way. So like the healthy stuff I want to feed my kids, at the grocery store you're going to eat at home, it's crazy how expensive it is. I don't don't know how people who are already kind of struggling are dealing with this. You got to send your kids in the farm field, steal the uh, produce. Stealing yeah. ear of Maybe corn here, strawberry there. Yeah, I might teach the kids how to siphon gas this weekend. It's uh, Le Miserable's time. It's the best of times. It's the worst of times. You got to have that skill set. How to siphon to gas? <laughs> well, run into sure. fields and steal strawberries. Shoplifting, whatever. <laughs> oh, jeez. Come on. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people who thanks a little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. Oh, man, we have some great stuff there. Your hot links, a lot of good clicks. You can get some A&G swag. The new camo hats flying off the shelves helps to keep the crew on the payroll during these difficult Elon Musk-like times. <laughs> All right. We will see you on Monday. God bless America. Armstrong and Getty. Who dropped dead very unexpectedly. It was so bizarre and so grotesque. Freedom at last. Are you f***ing high, bro? You fool! (laughs) You, 
You, you. Oh, my God. Okay. This is a beautiful moment. I mean, this is the sort of original sin. Th- this is a joke. Um, this is horrible. It's a little too much docky dog. There is no point. Stop it. Stop it. Too much. Aww. Goodbye, everyone. Have a great Friday, you mother uh, Armstrong and Getty. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.